You're listening to the Tales of Leadership podcast. This podcast is for leaders at any phase on their leadership journey to become a more purposeful and accountable leader, what I like to call a pal. Join me on our journey together towards transformational leadership. Welcome back to Tales of Leadership. I'm your host, Josh McMillian, an active duty Army officer and the founder of McMillian Leadership Coaching. And I am on a mission to create a better leader, what I like to call a purposeful, accountable leader or a pal. And my vision is simple, to impact 1 million lives in the next 10 years in both the military and civilian workforce. And I plan to do that by sharing transformational stories and skills. On today's episode, I'm going to be going over the second part of succeeding together, which is the fourth phase of leadership. And I'm going to arm you with eight ways that you can win at this phase on your leadership journey. And before we get into this, hey, make sure you go back and you listen to the previous episodes where I walk through the six phases of leadership and the first three phases of leadership by providing you ways that you can win and lose. You can also go to mcmillionleadershipcoaching.com and read the blogs that I've already written on these topics to include this episode. Let's go ahead and jump in. Okay, let's go ahead and just jump right in. As you progress on your leadership bridge, success no longer depends on your ability to perform the work. Leaders are judged on their team's ability to execute, and that is a critical fact that you need to understand, especially in succeeding together. However, to succeed as a unified team, as a cohesive unit, you must create the environment that allows for momentum and growth. The fourth phase of leadership is a natural obstacle on our leadership bridge. We either choose to gravitate toward our teams or we choose to gravitate towards ourselves. But remember, we need to be a sledgehammer and break through that mindset and move as quickly as possible to our team so we can begin to succeed together. And that's going back to the third phase of leadership, which is establishing those relationships that's required. Remember, you were put into a position to achieve results for a reason. If you fail, you are failing your organization. So before we jump into the eight ways that you can win at succeeding together, let me kind of help frame this in a quote by Melinda Gates. If you are successful, it is because someone sometime, somewhere gave you life or an idea that started you off in the right direction. And that's what leaders do, right? We're shepherds. So the first way to win is weaponizing your strengths. And I just love that terminology. A purposeful, accountable leader or a pal understands their strengths and can tap into them for their team's benefits. Your strengths should supercharge your team towards achieving results. For example, one of my top strengths is being focused as a connector. I can cut to the core of a problem and connect the right people to achieve extraordinary results. I've always been able to do that. However, I also understand that my strengths are not my teams. To succeed together, a leader must clearly understand each member's unique strengths and how they can play into achieving success. There are many ways to discover your strengths, but an excellent way that I've used is the Clifton Strengths. Clifton Strengths is an assessment that you can do that breaks down 34 themes or individual strengths and provides you the top five plus a bunch of other incredible data. I've personally used this for myself in several of my leadership positions and 
for an officer professional development for a lot of the subordinate leaders that I've had. However, if you're looking for a straightforward approach, a great simple way is just to have one-on-one discussions with your team members. I practice eliciting feedback from my team every time I have a quarterly counseling or even an initial counseling. In these discussions, I'm asking my team members about their strengths, how they can best help the organization, what their strengths are. And then conversely, I ask these team members about what they believe my strengths are for self-awareness. Purposeful, accountable leaders align their strengths against their teams to amplify their ability to win. And I have to say this because I'm an office fan, but Michael Scott, right? Is It's a win, win, win. All right. So the second way that you can win at the fourth phase of leadership is create the path. Leadership is a journey. I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to say it countless times throughout this podcast. A purposeful, accountable leader creates the path for their team. To begin moving towards results, a leader must establish the course for their team to walk. Part of being a leader is casting a vision for your organization. And if you're progressing to the fourth phase of leadership, you're already establishing strong relationships with your team and starting to lay the foundation of trust. Now it's time to work towards a shared vision for your organization. Remember, your team will not buy into your vision unless they have bought into you first. That is key, and I'm going to say that again. They will not buy into your vision until they buy into you first. I have learned this countless times by watching other leaders, including myself, Phil. People do not follow words. They follow leaders that align words with deeds. Purposeful, accountable leaders understand their values and allow them to shape their decisions, create buy-in, and lay the foundation for the path. So the third way to win at the fourth phase of leadership is crucible events. Creating strong, authentic relationships is a continuous process. A purposeful, accountable leader creates the environment to forge tighter bonds through crucible events. Crucible events allow your team to be put into stressful situations with no impact on the organization if the team fails. Those stressful situations will highlight weaknesses and show individuals true character. When times are tough, an individual's true self will always become clear. It's much better to realize who you have on your team and fail when it's just practice. So you do not make those same mistakes when it counts. When I was a young soldier, I will never forget the words that my drill sergeant told me. McMillian, today you're going to learn through pain or repetition. It's your choice. To forge a strong team, you must challenge them to push beyond what was thought possible. You need to take them to what is possible. Purposeful, accountable leaders understand crucible events are required to forge tight bonds and create the environment for their team to grow. And here's a quote that I've developed. Take the time to fail and learn in crucible events so you do not fail when it matters. So the next way to win at the fourth phase of leadership is deliberate feedback. And you have to have this, especially as you continue to rise with more responsibility. 
All right, team, let's take a quick break from this episode. And I want to share a message from McMillian Leadership Coaching, a company that I founded. So what do I do? I help leaders discover their purpose, create long-term growth plans, and take inspired action. I believe everything rises and falls on leadership. Regardless of where you are in life, one fact is true. You are a leader of others, your family, and most importantly, yourself. To lead others well starts with you. Stop surviving and start thriving in life. Here's three easy steps to get started. Go to mcmillianleadershipcoaching.com and schedule a call today. It's free. You have nothing to lose. Number two, start the 100-day leadership challenge. And then number three, simply grow your leadership. We all have greatness inside, but it's up to us to forge those abilities. Become the leader your team needs. Back to the podcast. Purposeful, accountable leaders are deliberate when requesting feedback from their team. To achieve success and produce results means to fail. And what do I mean by that? You will fail and your team will fail. But the trick is to fail small and to fail fast. Once you reach that moment, you must pull everyone together and do a hot wash. So in the military, after every training exercise or mission, there is always an after action review or an AAR to capture the lessons learned through that exercise. Most importantly, those failures are captured in our shared with others outside of our organization. That's where it really becomes powerful. Those lessons allow your team to create standard operating procedures or SOPs, which prevent others from making the same mistakes and ultimately improve the organization. Next time you fail, try asking these questions. What was supposed to happen? What did happen? And what did we learn? How will we get better next time? The worst thing a leader can do is to fail and to not learn. Purposeful, accountable leaders never fail. They are consistently improving their battle positions. So the next way to win is positive environment. Never underestimate creating a positive culture or climate, depending on where you are on your leadership journey. Purposeful, accountable leaders create a positive work environment. Leaders often neglect to create a fun work climate due to the demands of the job. Leadership is chaos. It is messy. It's your job to make time. Being a leader means accepting the whole person. Unless you meet people where they are and accept them for who they are, you cannot achieve that. Purposeful, accountable leaders take the time to recognize excellence and make opportunities for their organization to engage in professional non-work environment and fun events. It starts with you. Unless you make it a priority, no one else will make it a priority. In the military, there is the Family Readiness Group or FRG program. The FRG's mission is to equip spouses and loved ones with information and support when soldiers are deployed. A secondary mission is to foster a safe environment that allows new military members to adapt to the lifestyle and create a cohesive organization, a cohesive team. Most commanders overlook this program. They look at it as a burden. But I embraced FRG. Why? 
because FRG enabled me to create fun events celebrating extraordinary team achievements and then recognizing family members. And never forget that. You have team members that you get to see every single day, but they also have families. And take the time to celebrate those milestones with their families, and you will continue to build strong relationships that will stand this test of time, I promise you. Leadership is leading the whole person. You must create deliberate time to make work fun and find creative ways to have a positive work environment. Purposeful, accountable leaders create time to recognize their team and they lead the whole person. So the next way is to prioritize tasks. Purposeful, accountable leaders can absorb tasks and clearly categorize them based on their level of importance. A leader's ability to prioritize tasks will result in the organization succeeding or failing. Your team frequently needs guidance and direction to stay on the path. Your job is to provide them with a list of priorities that have been weighed. A simple example that I use is the categorization of glass and rubber balls. We have all heard the metaphor, do not drop the ball, right? Well, think of the metaphoric balls being made of either rubber or glass. If a glass ball is dropped, it shatters and it is nearly impossible to repair unless you got some Gorilla Glue, right? And a lot of time. A rubber ball, however, is durable and it will bounce back and forth. A leader must categorize priorities for the team and remember leadership is a journey. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Your task is to take your team on the journey and ensure they stay on the path. Purposeful, accountable leaders prioritize tasks and, as a result, achieve success faster. So here's another quote um, that I developed. If you do not set priorities in life, someone else will. Are you willing to live with that? So the next way that you can win at the fourth phase of leadership is to shake it up. Purposeful, accountable leaders are not afraid to change the status quo early. And I'm saying when you take over, when you identify an issue. I have seen leaders wait months before making significant change in an organization. The price is a loss of momentum and stuck on their leadership bridge between phase three and four. If you identify areas that will add value to your organization, do not hesitate to act and be decisive. A simple truth I have learned throughout my 15 going on 16 years of leadership experience is someone will always disagree with the change. However, having a few members not like the change is a small price for improving the organization. Leadership is not a popularity contest. It is about making tough decisions and leading with humility, understanding, and gratitude. Hugs. Be bold. Be humble and do not be afraid to act. When when I wrote the blog on this, there was a time in my leadership journey of I was taking over a new team in small UAS. And within two days of that new position, I immediately identified processes and systems that must be implemented to improve and add value to the organization. Before executing those changes, however, I had to create buy-in from the team and from higher leadership. I immediately began to shake the status quo, and I knew the temporary discomfort 
will be outweighed by the team's success in the future. Purposeful accountable leaders are unafraid of changes to the status quo because they understand how it will impact the future. The next way to win at the fourth phase of leadership is setting the bar. Purposeful accountable leaders identify the standards of excellence in the organization and hold themselves and others to that standard. One of the hardest things leaders can do is keep themselves and others accountable. Maintaining standards starts with core values and principles you want to be emulated in the organization. Once established, you must routinely live those values and display the principles without fail. Regardless of your leadership position, someone is always watching you and weighing your actions. I promise you, someone is always watching. Some people look for that chink in your armor. Others are watching you because you are their role model. Upholding the standard starts with you. And if you choose to bend the rules, so will your team members. No one is above the standard of being held accountable, regardless of the time spent in the organization, the position held, or the influence that you have. Everyone on the team must be weighed equally, or it will erode the standard, cause negative values to overpower the shared core values that you want. When you see someone violating those values, act, or you will pay the price. Purposeful, accountable leaders set the bar and maintain it. All right, team, it's time for our after action review. Let's quickly just summarize the eight ways that you can win the fourth phase of leadership succeeding together. The first way I covered is weaponizing your strengths. Number two, creating the path. Number three, crucible events. Number four, deliberate feedback. Number five, creating a positive environment. Number six, prioritizing tasks. Number seven, shaking it up. And number eight, setting the bar. So here are my final thoughts on the fourth phase of leadership as we continue to progress on our leadership bridge. Over the past 15 years of the experience that I've gained in the military, I've learned that success starts with the leader. However, to sustain that success, you must learn to work with others on your team centered around a shared vision and common values, core values. To achieve new heights in an organization, you must inspire your team, work towards a common purpose, and leverage each other's strengths. Your team possesses strengths that will naturally cover your blind spots and amplifies the ability to win within your organization. But just understanding those strengths and leveraging them within the organization will not be enough. You must create the path for them to travel. Leadership is to inspire. Understand you cast a vivid vision for your organization and you must show them the way. You will never gain momentum unless you can do that. You have to begin to engage the head, heart, and hand. You have to create alignment. To apply the 3H rule, head, heart, and hands, ensure your team sees the same future that you're trying to show them. And also make sure that there is an emotional connection attached to that shared vision. And then finally, get their hands involved in doing the work, creating responsibilities and holding people accountable. 
Finally, do not be afraid to change the status quo. Regardless of the decision, someone will disagree with you. Understand leadership is not a popularity contest. You are charged with making decisions. Those decisions will force others outside of their comfort zone, and that's okay. So here are three questions you should spend some time reflecting on. The first one is, how do you hold yourself and others accountable? And is there a separate standard? Because there shouldn't be. Number two, how have you created a path for your team to start succeeding together? And then number three, what is the standard in your organization for excellence? And does everyone clearly understand that? Hey guys, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, do me a favor, make sure that you subscribe, that you give a review, and that you share this podcast with someone who's just starting out on their leadership journey or already in their leadership journey. That would mean the world to me. As always, I'm your host, Josh McMillian, saying every day is a gift. Don't waste yours. I'll see you next time.